The Anton Savage Show with Nifty Business on News Talk. Well, so this is the uh, spring is beginning to spring. Spring has sprung. Spring, spring hasn't sprung yet, but spring is springing, um, which means all sorts of animals, plants and all the rest of it are emerging. And when animals and plants are emerging, there is only one source that you can go to to say, what is that animal or plant that has just emerged? And she'll tell you what it is. That is Aina Nilauna. I have just emerged myself. <laughs> it's lovely to see you. Uh, where we should start, Aina, because I know it irks you greatly, is the animals that have come out of hibernation, prime amongst them the squirrel. Yes, indeed. He's still trying. He's still going on with that old hackneyed thing. No, the squirrel was never in hibernation in the first place, as you know bloody well. Why but do people think squirrels hibernate? Because people were told in 1946 by Enid Blyton about squirrel nutkin. And if you're told the wrong thing before you're two, you're never going to learn it right. I mean, spiders. If I was drawing a picture of a spider here for you now, and I had a circle for his head and a circle for his body, how many legs has a spider got? Eight. And are they on his head or on his body? Body. No, they're all on his head. None of them are on his body. No. For example, yeah, 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 indeed. Yeah, yeah. I, know. I never thought about that. I'm just, sorry, I'm trying to picture a tarantula now. They have the big bulbous bottom. You're right. It, it's free floating. It's all on the head. head. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Never well, thought of that. you see pictures like little, and it's all because of Little Miss Muffet. You look at the book, there's Little Miss Muffet sat in the Tuffet on the nursery rhyme book. I don't know whether they do them anymore or not now with kids, but they did when I was young. Legs in the wrong place. And you get the wrong legs when you're two and then you're banjaxed. And that's what happened with the squirrels. Squirrels don't hibernate, but frogs do. And the frogs are out at the moment. <laughs> now, hang on for a minute. Come out from for, before we go to frogs, I have a spider fact that I want to check whether it's accurate or, right, or wrong. My understanding is that if you see a spider that has less than or fewer than eight legs, the statistical likelihood is that it's a male and that it's an accident of an amorous approach that went wrong. No, not necessarily at all. I was told that females, when male yeah, but spiders... but females pro- eat the husband. They wouldn't leave him away with one leg. He'd My be gone. He'd be amateur gotcha. <laughs> he, wouldn't be, he wouldn't be struggling off. Proper husbands, proper lovers bring a present and your woman is so busy opening that he does the deed and escapes with all his legs intact. What present does he bring? Oh, what would you like if you were a, a female? Little fly? Like a, he'll fly all wrapped up in a lovely web and it takes him all day to open it. They do not, do they? Yeah, they give flies as a gift. I yeah. don't know how spiders do, do this. They, what do you think they bring flowers? Well, I didn't know they bring anything. I thought maybe they were just silver tongued. Oh, well, no, the silly, the silly ones in America. The black widow was called not called a black widow for nothing. She has eaten her husband. So that's I thought it was only widow. praying mantises that ate their husbands. They're not spiders. No, I realise that, but I'm, I'm in the general no, genre. They're spiking things with the legs. The male is the sperm, and once you have that, the extra protein is very good for you laying your eggs. I mean, the deed is done. What, what do you? He's not going to help with the babies anyway. You might as well eat them. That's true. The only the best ones for helping with babies, I believe, is the seahorse. Well, yeah, he's so good. He takes the babies away himself. <laughs> Mind you, does a red-necked phalarope, which is a bird, and the female is the one who lays the eggs and then humps off, and your man is left to raise them himself. So it does happen in other. In what did you call red red-necked phalarope? We have one lot of them in Ireland, way over in Mayo, someplace. But anyway, I digress. That has nothing to do with spring. No, no spring. nonetheless, I, I saw a thing the other day, and I thought of you. I saw three curlews outside my house. You Indeed, how do you know they were curlews? Well, they were sort of brown with a curly looking beak. And were they making curlew sounds? No, they weren't making any sounds. They were just walking along. I know they weren't godwits. Well, I don't know. I just thought that looked like a curlew. They probably were. That's great if you did see them because uh, you live near the sea. Yes. Yeah, because in the wintertime, our curlews are augmented by vast numbers of migrating curlews that come here from northern Europe because it's cold and frozen over there. As you say, they have these long bills and they probe in the soft mud for food. And as there's no soft food in Siberia and northern Russia, 
And there is off the coast of Ireland. They come down here. So well done if you saw them. And you thought of me and you thought... I, I did. I thought, I can't wait to tell her and I saw a curlew. Now, and I, I actually thought she's going to tell me it's not a curlew and that I'm wrong. But at least no, I'll no, tell no, her... No, 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 it has a curfew. It is a curlew. It is now, a curlew. Yeah. We'll get back to the frog in a second. I have another question related to birds that come over here. Why, when Brent geese come to Ireland, do we call them Brent geese? Why are they not Irish geese who go to Canada? Well, this is the thing. But I mean, Brent geese is called their name in Latin. Brenta is their name in Latin. So that's just an English name. From but we, we call them Canadian geese. We assume that they are Canadian. Like in oh, no, Canada. There is, there is a goose called the Canadian goose, which is a different goose. To the oh, is it? Goose. There's a whole lot of black and white geese to come to Ireland. I feel, I feel a goose lecture coming on. <laughs> you have the Brent geese, you have the Barnacle geese, you have the Canada geese, and they're all black and white. And they all come to us from the far side of the Atlantic. Oh, Island. I thought it was all one goose. We no, just no, used no, different no, names. Brent is the smallest one. The Barnacle, because people thought it actually came from Barnacle. Barnacles, because they went away, never came back. Then they came back with babies, growing up ones, but the no nests. So obviously it came from something in the sea. And barnacles, there's gooseneck barnacles, black and white. And as these geese came from these barnacles, they weren't actually meat, but fish. And you could eat them on Fridays. And they were called the priest's goose. You could eat a goose on a Friday? Only the barnacle goose, because it came from barnacles, which are fish. I'm have you ever you, eaten a barnacle goose? Oh, I haven't. Well, that's how tough it'd be after <laughs> flying all the way across the ocean. And anyway, why would I want to do such a thing to the poor old goose? The frog then. Right. Actually does hibernate. Yes. But no, you started. Don't look at me like I've just introduced this as a new topic of conversation. <laughs> oh, you launched into the I frog hibernating. Frog, I was told to wish because you wanted to talk about birds. Okay, frogs eat insects. They eat creepy crawlies. There's none of them around in the wintertime. What do you do? So the male frogs dive into the bottoms of the ponds and stay there for while the females go off to ditches in the fields. Now, how come the frogs don't drown if they're at the bottom of ponds? The very question I was going to ask. Yes, yes, indeed. I mean, frogs have lungs in and out, in and out, you see them breathing. If you breathe it in water, you'll be amshakotra very quickly. So what do they do? How do they do it? How do frogs get oxygen in the winter at the bottom of ponds? Do they take a big deep breath before they go? I hold it for three months. Yeah, that's what the kids tell me. You see why a body would need to write a book to explain all of this? Well, they get it through their skin. They have cold, clammy skin and enough oxygen comes directly from the water through their skin to keep them going. Now, they wouldn't be hopping around the place doing the bowl thing, but they have enough energy to keep them alive underwater and that's how they do it. And then come spring, the temperature rises, they wake up and because it's been a very early spring this year, they're up and at it. They were leaping around the double mountains last weekend. My daughter sent me loads of pictures of frogs all over the place and the males are in their ponds, the females come to visit and mating takes place. Well, I mean, the female... The male gets up on her back, holds on to her with his horny hands. That's how you know the difference between a male and a female. He has big warty bits on his tub. Stop laughing, you. And oh, I didn't make this up. I'm just I telling you what I, I observe. Sorry, it was the phraseology that caught me slightly by surprise. Yeah, well, they have horns on their hands and they hold <laughs> I, on to I this. I assumed it wasn't. And then the female produces the eggs into the water. He produces the sperm into the water. And the fertilisation takes place in the water. All these little eggs. Oh, like herring. Well, like any old fish are the same. They, they, they all wait out externally to the body. It's only from reptiles up that there's internal copulation. But fish and reptiles, it's or fish and amphibians, it's, it's actually external. And then the, the frogs all hump off and the poor old tadpoles, or the eggs are left to hatch out to become tadpoles to get on with life. There's no mammy and daddy frog bringing them tea and crisps every night. No. Now, I have a frog statistic that, or a frog fact that you, I think you may know, but I'm going to risk it anyway. Do you know why we think frogs say ribbit? Oh, because of television and American rubbish, I suppose. But you're going to tell me. That's right. Yeah, yeah. The reason we think frogs say ribbit is because when they did, the Foley artists did the sound of frogs, they recorded a local frog in LA near yeah, Hollywood yeah, yeah, and yeah, that yeah. says ribbit. Yeah. But the entire planet inaccurately thinks frogs say ribbit. And you know why, why you put cheese in mousetraps? No. 
because Walt Disney wanted to have the cute picture of a Mickey Mouse or whoever it was the mouse, was it anyway, going through the holes in the Gruyere cheese. It would look nice going in and out. Cheese is useless for mouse traps. It dries up, useless, no good. If you want to catch a mouse, use peanut butter. But why would you spoil a good story with the facts now? Come on. Anyway, back to spring, back to spring. Oh yeah, what else has emerged out? (laughs) Well, at this time of the year, it's, you know, the temperature's rising, the leaves are beginning to open, which is very much in time for National Tree Week, which starts next week on the 3rd of March. And we have National Tree Week for a whole week where we, the Tree Council of Ireland with their sponsor, Creelcha, are having all kinds of wonderful events to celebrate trees. So people are encouraged to go out and enjoy the trees. They're encouraged to go out and plant trees. They're encouraged to forest bathe. That's the latest thing now, Anton. To do what? Forest bathing. What's forest bathing? I don't know. Imagine running around in your bathing hogs in the forest, but apparently not. Apparently it's soaking in the ambience and taking in the, you know, because walking in woodlands and forests are really good for our mental health. But you probably would say that when you could say forest bathing instead, but it's the same thing. Anyway, it's National Tree Week on the website for the Tree Council. But anyway, so that's good. And the leaves are coming in all the trees at present. The buds are beginning to open. Even in, in Merrion Square the other day, someone sent me in a picture of a horse chestnut in leaf. This early? And they're not usually in Little Paddy's Day. Madness. I don't know what's going Crazy on. Crazy talk. Now, while we're plugging things, and I'm, I'm conscious of time, so I'll do it very quickly, but there is a plug that I want to give, which is, Aina has has uh, produced this gorgeous book called The Wonders of the Wild. It's illustrated by Brian Fitzgerald, and it is Aina's kind of slightly quirky, out by the side of it, wouldn't expect it, uh, unpredictable facts about wildlife, all beautifully illustrated, available in all good bookshops Absolutely. now. You'll read about the spider there, and you'll read about the frog, <laughs> you'll be the greatest living <laughs> expert. Discovering the legs are in the wrong place is the best thing that ever happened to me. Page one, page one, I'm gone. Aina, thank you so much. The Anton Savage Show with Nifty Business. Saturday morning at nine on News Talk.